my name's Abby, and I'd like to welcome you today to uh, this fantastic forum to introduce to you three candidates who are all running for place six on the uh, City of Plano Council, which in fact is a very special seat because this is the mayor, mayoral seat, um, which in fact leads the City Council. So many of you may be aware, or maybe you don't, that Harry Le Rossilier is actually finishing off his term um, during this next election cycle. So all of these three candidates are running for a kind of fresh seat. So I just want to tell you a little bit more about this role, because it is a little different from the other seven seats on the dais. So the um, City of Plano government and the City Council is in fact leading a city manager um, operation which runs our city, uh, which uh, is led by Mark Israelson. And the City Council actually is responsible for assets of two and a half billion dollars and two, nearly 2,400 employees and an annual budget of $622 million. Um, so this is a very, very important position because the person who fills this um, mayoral place, this mayoral seat, should be very well educated, very well informed, and will be giving guidance and leading the city council in making their decisions, setting policy, and doing all of the operations of the city council. The City Council operates like a board of directors. So if you're not familiar with that, uh, it is a very, very responsible position. And each of these candidates is putting themselves in this position voluntarily to um, be elected and they're all vying for your vote. Um, this is a voluntary role, but it, of course it is very time intensive. So first I want to thank each of you for actually putting yourself in this position in the first place, um, because it is not for the faint of heart. Um, so the person also you're looking for to fill this position will need to collaborate with the, the city council members in order to get things done and be able to really work together and have strong relationships with those members of council. So I'm going to be asking eight questions today and hopefully you will have a chance really to get to know these candidates and ensure that you're ready to cast your vote um, as we get into um, April 19th when early voting starts and of course election day is May 1st. So um, I'm going to run each of you in order and give you a chance to introduce yourself before I ask those questions. Um, so let me start off with you, John, if you'd like to just introduce yourself. I'd be glad to. Hi, my name is John Munns and uh, I've lived in Plano for 50 years. Uh, I grew up here. I went to high school here at Plano Senior High. Uh, my, I have three kids that went to Plano West, and I have seven grandkids, and four of those are uh, in PISD schools uh, right now. Um, I am a 30-year small businessman here, here in Plano, and so I not only live here, but I work here. And uh, for the last uh, or 16 years in the 90s and early 2000s, I was on the PISD school board. And three of those years I was president. And for the last six years, I've been the chair of planning and zoning commission with the city of Plano. So I have uh, spent a lot of time uh, working with the city and, and the school district here in the, uh, in the city. And it's, it's been very rewarding. Thank you very much, John. So the next candidate I'd like to introduce will be Lily Bao. I'm Lily Bao. I have the privilege of serving you on Plano City Council. I love our great city and have been 
coming here and started volunteering every, ever since I moved here. I have served you guys on many boards and commissions. I'm currently in Leadership North Texas program. Um, I'm a realtor. I am the only candidate in this race that has served on a council. I have a proven track record of fulfilling my campaign promises and putting Plano taxpayers' interests first. Because of my election and leadership, we, with the support of other colleagues, we have passed the effective tax rate for the first time in 24 years, which stopped the fast growth of existing property, uh, ta property taxes for existing homeowners. Um, that means we kept your property tax flat. I have also voted consistently to limit high density growth. As your next mayor, my first priority will be strongly support public safety, keep us safe. Next is to limit the fast growth of high density housing and protect Plano's unique suburban character. Also to make sure our zoning decisions support PISD's long-term goals. Third is to keep Plano the top destinations for jobs and repair our infrastructure. We must also revitalize our aging neighborhoods so help me to keep Plano the city of excellence for family, freedom, and prosperity. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lily. And our third and final candidate to introduce herself is Lydia Ortega. Hi, good evening, Plano moms. My name is Lydia Ortega, and I'm gonna tell you about my beginning, which is very different. I grew up in East LA to working class parents, we um, struggled and the reason I know we always struggled to pay bills is because my father made us write the checks uh, for every month's bills and tell us how much we were spending. But it was a wonderful um, upbringing because I learned the importance of managing money for everyone. When I became a Department of Economics chair at a university, I never spent a public dollar without thinking about my parents and how they struggled to pay their taxes. I also got good advice from a cousin. He told me one time after I came back from college, Lydia, don't be book smart and people stupid. That always stayed with me. That legacy was to serve people and to put them first above the models, above the books, and I never, got uh, caught up in the ivory tower of university. I've always been working for the people and I will be able to serve you. Finally, I bring you something you need in the city council as the mayor's office, and that is time. I'm an empty nester. It's me, my father, my husband and my dog. And we don't have a business to worry about. I don't have ambitions to be in higher office to worry about. I just have the time because I'm retired to serve you full-time, to be your representative on that council and do the job that the council should be doing. Thank you. Thank you very much, all of you, for that introduction. So let's get started with the very first question, which hopefully should be quick to answer. Um, how long have you lived in Plano? And let me ask this of you, Lydia. Two years, that was quick. And John? I've lived here for 50 years. And finally, Lily. Um, seven years, can I just share a little bit more? Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm an immigrant uh, success story. Let me just share a little bit more 
30 years ago in 1991, I came to America as a college student. After that, I received my bachelor degrees in computer engineering, graduated Sam Kamalaudi honor, and then my graduate degree in computer science. Um, it took me 13 years to become an American citizen, and I have always been very grateful for that. In 1996, on Thanksgiving Day, I was baptized, and my life has ever since been transformed. Um, I'm always grateful for what I have received from this country. My husband and I, we are blessed with four wonderful daughters. Two of them graduated from PISD, Plano West Senior High. They are studying in prestigious colleges right now. My third one right now is in Jasper High School and another one is in Rice Middle School. Um, just like you, I love PISD schools and that was one of the main reasons that I started you know, running for office in the first place. Um, I really hope you know, to help the PISD, support PISD by the policies that we enact on city council. I, my American dream right now take me onto this journey to run for mayor and uh, to serve you and the city I love dearly. This is only possible in an amazing and diverse city like Plano. So thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, John, this is the first meaty question for you. What changes have you seen since you've moved here that you both like and that you dislike? Well, I, I like our roads, but they are aging. Uh, so I dislike the fact that they're aging and I do believe uh, they're in need of repair. Uh, as our city ages, our infrastructure must be a priority. And that's why this bond referendum that is also on the ballot in May is so important. The thing I love about Plano is that Plano has everything I need to live, work and play. We have great restaurants, we got parks, we got trails, we have housing options, we have entertainment. And most of all, we're a regional employment center. Um, and so we have a safe community. We have great fire and police uh, that protect us and keep us safe. And by the way, uh, the Police Association and the Firefighters Association have endorsed me for mayor. And we are a self-sustaining city. Uh, years ago, that wasn't the case, but Plano is a self-sustaining city and, and that's the beauty of it. That's why I love it so much because uh, everything that you need, you don't have to leave Plano. And I think that's a great part of it. Thank you very much, John. So I'm going to ask this question of you, Lily. What changes have you seen that you both like and dislike? Um, sure. Um, my family moved to Plano for quality of schools, safe neighborhoods, excellent parks and rec centers, wonderful libraries, and of course, the great job opportunities. And on top of this, we really like Plano as a city with great diversity. We have a lot of different ethnicities and cultures which is our strength and our competitiveness. I like the cultural and community events, such as Plano Balloon Festival, Plano International Festival. Um, I like all the new restaurants that have opened, you know, ever since I moved here, um, including the new grocery stores, such as the Z Town Marketplace at Coit and Park. Um, oh, by the way, my campaign office is there, just in front of it, where you can go and get uh, campaign yard signs. But, um, I, what I don't like is the traffic congestion, um, the decline of certain schools and some lack of maintenance of aging neighborhoods. 
I'm very glad we have Colin Creek Mall revitalization going on, which is super important for our city. And I have supported it wholeheartedly. Thank you very much, Lily. And that question finally goes to you, Lydia. So Plano has a lot of problems, every community does, but I always look for what are the assets, what's worth fighting for here? And I discovered it is a service community like none other I've ever seen before. The amount of people who are actively reaching out and helping their neighbors is phenomenal. There are about 180 religious institutions in the area, just in 72 acres. There's the rotaries, there's the women's clubs, there's the grassroots efforts. Everybody is raised to reach out and help somebody. When I first came here, I heard the words, may I help you, ma'am, almost as much as I heard the words, uh, hi, y'all. So it's in your nature. And I think that if you don't recognize the value of it, we will tend to uh, overlook it and then it can be erased. And I'm really gonna fight to keep this service area, this service community going because it's one of the few places now times when we are working human to human. Doesn't matter what your party is, when you're on the food line, you serve people regardless of party, nobody's even asking that. I think we need this human to human contact. We need the self-fulfillment of helping one another. And Plano's servant's heart is what I love the most. What I don't like are the traffic uh, congestion that is eating away at that. That's a tax. When they're taxing your time, then you go home and you need to spend that time with the kids. That's less time to be involved in a service community. So I'm looking at how to preserve the service community by reducing congestion, by making sure that we don't tax our time. Thank you very much, Lydia. So this next question is gonna to go to you first, Lily. What is your vision for the future of Plano? What would you like our city to look like and feel like in 10 years time? And in what ways would Plano be better in 10 years than it, than it is today? Okay. <laughs> Um, I want to see Plano as a thriving community for family freedom and prosperity. Um, I am the only mayor race candidate who has city council experience, and uh, I have participated in setting the current um, uh, strategic vision for our city, which includes uh, defined as Plano to be a global economic leader bounded by a shared sense of community where residents experience unparalleled quality of life. This means in 10 years that Plano would, uh, oh, this means in 10 years, Plano will be a city that is welcoming and engaging community for all. It will have safe, vibrant neighborhoods. We'll see economic vitality in residential and commercial sectors. We'll continue to hold our city government accountable, providing excellent and innovative services We'll maintain and rebuild our infrastructure, solve traffic congestion with multimodal transportation and mobility solutions. In 10 years, the Collin Creek Mall revitalization project should have completed and that area will become a popular destination. The Highway 75 corridor will also be revitalized as well as the east and southern part of Plano. I would love to see our roads, including neighborhood streets and back alleys be repaired and 
most electric poles be buried underground. Um, Plano will look new and young. Thank you very much, Lily. So I'm going to ask Lydia for her answer to that question. So Abby, I'm trained in a particular field of economics. I'm the only one in my family to graduate from college and even to get a doctorate in economics. And that field of, of economics emphasizes one critical component and that's called individual sovereignty. The individual and the choices that people make are what bring our community together. It's not some government entity that can bring community, that makes community, that plans community. It is the actions of people who are in service to one another, who enjoy their lives, who are happy to be here. But that's not something that a politician can make happen. You know? And so what I really want to see is a lot less government action and a lot more attention on what individuals are doing for themselves to make themselves prosper with choices that only they know they can make with the trade-offs that they're facing. It might be the number of children they have, it might be their job interest. There's so many variables. It's, um, it's really preposterous to imagine a planner who could put that together better than having the individuals make their choices within a community. Thank you, Lydia. And finally, that question to you, John. Sure. You know, Plano's successful today, uh, but other great cities have made the mistake of taking past success for granted and seeing it slip away. So Plano must continue to create jobs and to attract new businesses. And at the same time, make sure we keep the businesses that are here because we need to make sure that uh, those businesses that are here are satisfied with the services and the resources that we have available to them so that we can keep them here without losing some to other communities. Um, and I think, you know, the best thing that we have that gives us the ability to continue to stay good uh, is the education here in this uh, community. Um, and it's an educated uh, community. It's a safe community. It's a diverse community. And all of these are critical to make sure that you're a great place to live going forward. Thank you very much, John. Okay, we're now onto the fourth question. So we're coming up to about halfway through uh, this video session. So I'm gonna ask this question to you, Lydia. Have you served on a city board commission or city council previously? And if so, what did you learn from doing so? One of the things that I've uh, served on is the San Jose City Ad Hoc uh, Budget Shortfall Committee. Okay, and there you have the words, a budget shortfall. We were there to find out how the city could manage its budget. And one of the things I've learned from that is the complexity of the budgeting. But the most important thing was reaching out to the constituency, going out there, talking to people, inviting them into the city council, listening to them. And that was a really impressive part of my life because that's what I want to be able to do as mayor. I want to be able to listen to and help citizens uh, resolve their issues by being their advocate. One of the other things that we talked about, I think you mentioned it, Abby, is that the city is a board of directors. 
Uh, I've served on boards of directors. I've been a founding board member for at least three different uh, institutions, Hispanic Republican, um, not the Hispanic Republican, the Hispanic Foundation of Silicon Valley, um, the Hispanic Charity Ball. I've done uh, so many different board activities, working with developers, working with C-suite level people, that that skill set, along with all my committee work at the university, really gives me 30 years of experience uh, over my um, my competitors. I'm going to pass that question then to you, John. Sure. Um, uh, I I said earlier that I've spent the last six years on planning and zoning commission as the chair. Um, I, I have served 16 years on the school board here in Plano. Um, I participated uh, years and years ago on in leadership Plano class six. So it's uh, I don't want to tell you how long ago that was, but it was a long time ago. And, and I, I was on the uh, Plano Economic Development Board um, for many years as well. So I think what I've learned is uh, the, the service that, that I have given back uh, has given me the ability to understand the process of how things work at the city level. And by doing so, I, I think it's prepared me to run for this position. Thank you very much, John. So I'm gonna ask the same question to you, Lily. Uh, yes, I have served on quite some um, boards and commissions before I was elected on city council. I served on the PISD Diversity Advisory Board, um, Plano Housing Authority Advisory Board, Collin County, Myers Park, and Event Center Advisory Board. I always believe in servant leadership and I teach my kids by role modeling. I have learned a lot from my board serving experience. Um, Plano is a very diverse city. This is not only our strength, but also our competency. Um, our diversity needs our means the needs of our community are also very diverse, such as we have needs for affordable housing, the needs to care for the homeless, uh, the need to support multilingual student body. My experience from serving on these board enabled and equipped me to discover a new practice where for for-profit developers partners with the housing authority that have been taking existing apartment complexes off the tax rolls without tax entity knowledge, which will negatively impact uh, millions of dollars in taxes for the city of Plano, as well as for PISD, Collin County and Collin College, um, affecting their tax revenues. I have brought this issue to the city council meetings just recently, and we are supporting the Texas legislature, the bill HR 1604 to close this legal loophole. So I have been watching uh, for all of your interests. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lily. So and the next question to you, Lydia. Uh, what have you learned about the operation of the city government and how have you invested your personal time in doing so? I'm very interested in property rights and I think that's a very important part of what Texas is about. So when I found out that there were a couple of places that had some eminent domain uh, activity being used on their property, I looked at the state uh, law on eminent domain. I looked at what was happening to one little particular uh, church uh, piece of land that was sold. 
And they actually had a fight to get money back because they were not going to get uh, a settlement for their property. It was just a small portion of their land. But I'm also now looking at what's happening to a business, a small uh, a business operated for several years that is having eminent domain put on it. And what I see is uh, a person who doesn't have the expertise to go up against the city because they don't deal with the city all the time like a developer does, but they're having their property rights taken from them without just compensation and against different alternatives that are feasible and that were offered. Again, the lack of, of allowing people who don't have the uh, experience working with the city to have greater uh, latitude to negotiate these things and to learn how to look at the issues. I don't see the city working well with these uh, small business people, people who are going to lose their homes or have their homes affected by um, odors and other um, issues that are coming up. Thank you for the answer, Lydia. Um, again, uh, I've spent uh, the six years with the Planning and Zoning Commission, and I've, uh, I've learned how the process works when somebody wants to come to the city and apply to develop or bring their business in or build homes or whatever that may be and the process that they go through. And I think one of the main things I've learned is we need to continue to make sure that we have high quality uh, businesses and developments that come to Plano, but at the same time, be user-friendly to a certain degree so that uh, we don't make it so difficult uh, for folks to move to Plano and to come in and start a small business that it's almost too hard to do. And so I, I have learned that we can always be better at that, uh, but at the same time, uh, we wanna make sure it's done right. Thank you very much, John. And that same question to you, Lily. Uh, sure. As a council member, I have been involved in all aspects of the city government, such as setting the strategic vision of our city, passing the annual city budget, uh, deciding on the bond referendum propositions, approving rezoning cases, and authoring new ordinances. My heart is always with our city, and I spend lots of personal time making things happen for the benefit of our citizens. For example, I was instrumental in getting my church uh, opening up as a warming center during the February storm. I also volunteered and helped donate tens of thousands of dollars of PPEs to our communities in the beginning of the pandemic last year. And last year on December 8th, 2020, a landmark ordinance that I authored uh, was passed, which brought transparency and integrity to current and future city council, requesting an automatic recusal from a council member if they received over $1,000 in campaign contribution from the party presenting the request. This ordinance lowers the bar for regular citizens to engage and run for city council positions, which makes your voices to be heard much easier. We have shown great leadership in passing this ordinance and many other cities' citizens admire us and try to duplicate what we have achieved. I am very proud of this achievement. Thank you very much, Lily. I'm gonna start with you, Lily. Do you have an affiliation with a political party? 
If so, which one and why are you affiliated with that choice? Sure. Um, municipal elections are nonpartisan because we want to focus on things that the city council can do and impact. For transparency, it is fair for people to know the fundamental philosophies of the mayor that you are electing. So first of all, let me say that there's no one party that offers a perfect solution. We live in a sinful world and our government is not our savior. Having said that, I do believe that any government should be of the people, by the people, and for the people. I will share a few things, not a complete list that I believe in, which might be related to the decision we make on city council. Capitalism, freedom of religion, public safety, low taxes, pro-business, diversity, economic prosperity for all residents. I am affiliated with the Republican Party and have received endorsements from the Collin County Republican Party and uh, all the state level elected officials for the city of Plano, including our state Senator, Angela Paxton, House Representatives, Masha Heen, Jeff Leach, Candy Noble, Scott Sanford, Collin County Judge, Chris Hill, County Commissioner, Daryl Hill, our Sheriff, Jim Skinner, um, Alan Mayer, Ken Folk, um, all four Collin County constables. Thank you very much, Lily. And that question goes to you, John. Well, just like uh, Ms. Bow said, this is a nonpartisan race. I have a history of voting uh, in elections since I was 18 years old. But for this particular race, it's nonpartisan. And I have to be a mayor for all residents of Plano. So I have to represent every person here in Plano. And to do that, I need to be uh, open, transparent, and objective. And so that's my goal uh, to make sure that anyone feels comfortable uh, to approach me, ask me questions, come up uh, to help them come up with some solutions. So uh, that's where I'm at. I'll go to the why first, because I'm a conservative. I've always loved my liberty, and that's probably the grounding in my heart for why I'm a conservative. Um, I don't take it lightly. I know that people have died to preserve it for me. And from my heart, I went to my head with that doctorate degree. It was in looking at uh, what's called uh, classical uh, economics. It looks at conservative values, uh, property rights, the rule of law, and as we mentioned before, individual sovereignty. And so when I'm looking for a party, it has to be the party that fits me. And that would be right now, the Republican party. But that label really is hard for people to use because it's a poor predictor of future activity. I would ask people to look at a track record, 30 years of my actions on the campuses, uh, working with students, working uh, to give them the thinking skills they need, you'll find a conservative track record that speaks far louder than a label. Thank you very much for your honesty or transparency with answering that question. And yes, it is a non-partisan election. Um, so let's move on to the next question. Um, so John, I'm gonna start with you. 
What is your position on supporting policies for creating and encouraging more affordable housing for our safety officials, teachers, service workers, such as subsidised affordable housing and multifamily units like apartments and townhomes? Well, um, Plano is, is, as I said earlier, a regional employment centre. Um, we have police, we have fire, we have teachers. And to, I would love to have them all live in Plano. But unfortunately, a lot of them have told me they can't afford to live in Plano. And uh, it's a shame. And yet, there's some things that we can do about it. So I do believe uh, on a limited basis, we can provide affordable housing, uh, housing that uh, uh, people that you know have a lower level of income can afford to live here. And as we continue to grow and uh, attract more businesses, that employment uh, is, is necessary to have these people to be employed here in Plano. And again, uh, there's a lot of people that, that work in Plano, but don't live in Plano. And I think uh, they would love to live in Plano if they could. Thank you very much, John. And that question goes to you, Lily. Sure. Um, we, on the, we who are on the city council have supported affordable housing by approving zoning requests and giving resolution of support for low income housing tax credit for uh, different projects. Um, last year, we actually approved more affordable housing for seniors than for regular single family homes. It is important that we approve quality projects in the right locations and not just any projects. Um, Plano is a welcoming city and the people are our biggest asset. Um, to serve all people, we need to be creative and open our eyes for more options in providing affordable housing in this city. Uh, the rents for new apartments um, have become very expensive while people are moving towards um, more independent rental experiences such as townhomes and single family homes to have more space and keep social distance due to the pandemic's impact. The real estate market is very hot due to many people moving into our area, demanding small sized owner-based housing solutions that would be great for our teachers service workers and young professionals. Another creative solution that we could discuss would be, could be uh, down payment incentives for qualified uh, professionals such as teachers or public safety officers. All in all, we are continuing to improve in this regard and uh, I want to serve all of you and I welcome any input uh, from any of you on this issue. Thank you very much, Lily. Again, we're talking about planning things. The word affordable for you, Abby, is not the same affordable for me. What I consider suitable housing is not the same suitable housing that a teacher compares to a service worker would want. What we have a problem with is trying to plan how people live instead of allowing people to earn and to use their resources uh, for their benefit. So for example, um, teachers have a lot of retirement benefits. If they could borrow against those retirement benefits for a down payment for the house that they shoot, they choose, how much house they need, where they need it to be, what style of house they want. One of the things I dislike the most about the high density living is we don't give people a chance to have a yard. We don't give them the opportunity to have a, a garage for their car. I mean, the, the things that we 
do for people in the name of uh, giving an affordable place is we put them by the freeway. And I really think that's disrespecting um, the human dignity to live and to choose what Plano has to offer. And that are suburbs, communities where you know your neighbors and you have a stake in this place. So I would say that basically the policy of planning things, um, it gets things wrong so many times. We can talk about rent control that has destroyed cities and that goes on from there. Thank you very much, Lydia. So this is the final question for all three of you for, for this video session today. So John, I'm gonna start with you. What will be the best next steps for a city that is largely built out um, and we're struggling to stay relevant to employers and people who want to live, work and play and learn in this region? Thank you. I think the main thing, and I, I said it earlier, is we, we have to take care of our infrastructure by doing that first, then we can attract uh, people to renovate some of our older neighborhoods, older properties, go in and, and renovate these uh, that can continue to upgrade uh, the value of our small businesses, of our larger businesses, and certainly all our residents that, that, that need help in regard to keeping Plano uh, updated. So that's, that's a big responsibility, but uh, we obviously were able to get Collin Creek to move forward with a, a brand new um, uh, mall and housing and retail and business. And that's what we're going to have to continue to do throughout uh, some of the older parts of Plano. Thank you very much, John. And that same question goes to you, Lily. Um, Plano is the second most densest city in Texas. And in the last decade, before 2010 to 2019, out of the 12,400 units of new construction, 68% of them, that is 8,400 units, were multifamily units. So currently, um, about 38 to 40% of Plano housing is multifamily. The key is balance, which is what I have always advocated for. We need smart and responsible growth and not to overburden our infrastructure, city services, or our school district. Uh, my, name, my last name Bao means protect and preserve. We need to be very wise in our planning and zoning to protect and preserve Plano as a suburban community that has top-notch public schools continue to be one of the safest cities in America and maintain our parks and libraries so that employees and businesses will call Plano home. I want to represent all of you. Thank you and hope you consider voting for me. Um, I thank you for this privilege and uh, please vote May 1st. Lily Bao for mayor, thank you. Thank you, Lily. And finally, that question goes to you, Lydia. So I believe that um, people are leaving the cities and they're coming to an area like Plano where they can have something different than the high density cities where they have all the restaurants they want, where they have all the entertainment they want, but they're leaving that and they're coming to Plano's suburbs where they want to have a neighbor 
that they can talk to, where they want to have a backyard where the kids can play, where they want to have their house be their nest that they can change as they like. So I ask, why are we dreaming about something that's another city? There are so many cities out there for people to choose from, but a suburban community with a servant's heart is rare. And that alone is what we should protect and what we should allow other people to, to choose if they, so, if they want to. One of the things that I would like to see is less government so that people have more of their money to fix their houses, to live here, to enjoy safety, great education, and their neighborhood and their, their, their family and friends for generations. Thank you very, very much. So that's the end of my questions for all of you today. Um, I really appreciate, um, like I said earlier, the effort, the energy, the time that you're all putting in. I think most people have no understanding of this sacrifice that you and your families are making uh, to actually put yourself in this position to vie for votes um, in our local election. Um, my main aim is to get as many of our local moms, our local families to get to the ballot box and to cast your vote um, in this next election cycle. I know it's less than 10% traditionally who come out and vote in a local elections and who make these very, very important decisions on behalf of we are nearly 290,000 residents in this city. Um, and I am very, very grateful to all of you for joining me on this session. And to everyone who's watching, thank you for your time um, and uh, your attention. And I want to make sure that you know to go and vote. Early voting starts April 19th and election day is May 1st. And thank you very, very much, Lily. Thank you, John. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you very much. Thank you, moms. Hey, thank you, Abby. Thank you, Planner Moms.